and record with this. Welcome everybody to let me start that one more you gonna, time. Are you gonna push the button? Let you me gotta push the button. Let me I push the button, but I forgot that this button was not pushed. So I'm gonna click that button. And now I'm gonna do it all over again. So here we go. You can you can basically customize with decals. You are listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode 164 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, a podcast that we do, the two of us. I'm your host, Steve, and I'm here with my co-host, Mike. Mike, how are you doing? How is it going today? Um, It's going good. Why did you go all robot? You look like you are intently reading something. Like, what are you focused on? Like, what are you reading? You were, like, dialed in on something. I am. I am just trying to catch up and and do all the things and make it and make it a good show i mean we're gonna have a really 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 good show and i'm just trying to make sure that i've got all my ducks in a row to do it are you catching up on everything right now as we speak right this very moment because it is march the 18th of 2021 and i anticipate that halo infinite will release sometime in july it'll probably be a little bit later than that we're like 125 plus days out for Halo Infinite. If you believe that God of War Ragnarok is going to be coming out this year, some people do. Some people are like, no way, it's not happening. It's probably like 136 days away. Final Fantasy 16, which I am actually really excited for because of the direction that they're taking that franchise. Maybe that thing comes out at the end of the year. Maybe we're like 228 days away. I'm not sure. Falcon and Winter Soldier, though, that drops tomorrow, and that's pretty exciting. After our deep dives on one division that we have been doing, we might have some Falcon and Winter Soldier stuff to talk about later on in the show, maybe some speculation, things we anticipate happening, but that'll be happening soon. And then after Falcon and Winter Soldier, we're going to dive right into Loki, and that show will be coming out. So there is a lot of Disney Plus Marvel action that we will be covering in the future something that I have really been enjoying. I enjoyed WandaVision immensely. Um, disappointed by some things, but overall, I really like that. So we'll be talking about a lot of that stuff later. But first, like we do on every show that we've ever done, because we've been doing this for 164 episodes, we like to thank our patrons because our patrons are amazing. And amazing people should be thanked. All those amazing people in your lives, you should probably go thank also. Just say, hey, thank you. If you have an amazing person, call them up on the phone. Maybe write them a letter. Maybe buy them a card, a thank you card, write something nice in it and ship it out to them. How many people actually get cards nowadays when it's not like some card that your auto dealership, your local dealership sends out to you, making it look like it's an actual handwritten card. Turns out it's all just been printed and they're like, hey, come buy a car. And you're like, screw you. You go send someone that you do know and that you are thankful for a handwritten card. We We'll like we will say thank you to Julius, Nathan B, Michael R, Trent B, Man in Still, Scout sixty nine, Dragonheart seventy six, Jeffrey H, the Gameplay Experience, R Z and Phaedron. Thank you so much to our patrons. If you want to join these amazing people, you can do that at patreon.com slash freelancer codex. You can kick a dollar our way per month, get access to our fifteen minute bonus show where we talk about movies that our kids are watching and if they're age appropriate. Mike and I both have young kids and it's tough to figure out like when's that time to like tear off the band-aid of all right it's time to watch Terminator 
It's time to watch um, The Matrix. It's time to watch John Wick, you know, if you're an 11-year-old. So uh, we talked a lot about that. And we came up with no answers. So if you have answers on what time it's, you know, when is it appropriate to show your kids Lord of the Rings? At what age? Just let us know. Because, you know, someone might want to know over here. Cool. Mike, what have you been up to, man? What has been going on in the life of Mike? Um. <laughs> Pardon me. So, uh, hello everyone. Welcome into the Freelancer Codex. Uh, this week for us marked the um, beginning of spring spring break for our school district up here, and we um, had the chance to. Um, sorry, somebody's building um, a tower somewhere in my other room. Who would and be it's doing loud? That? I'm not sure. Apologize for that. It's very distracting. Um. So get gearing up for this week, um, we talked last week about how we probably weren't going to have a show this upcoming week because we were all going to be on spring break. And it turns out that sometimes you make plans and the universe says, wait a second. So at the beginning of the week, we actually ended up going on a trip because we were able to and we were ready to get the heck out of Dodge, as it were. We loaded up the family station wagon and we booked it west and we we headed to, towards a beach. My wife said, "Find a beach and take me there." You're like five. I said, "Yep, exactly." And I west. said, "You got it." So we we loaded up on Saturday morning, um, and the weather was a little bit cloudy here in Farmington, and we started driving. And we hit a town called Kirtland, and it started to snow and snow and snow. I call it hyperspace snow because when you're driving through it. Looks like you're traveling through hyperspace. Um, and it was just coming down and coming down and coming down and coming down. And we'd been watching this storm for a while, thinking, all right, we are, we're not going to take the south route through Flagstaff. We're going to take a north route kind of up through Page, Arizona, through Zion National Park, St. George, and Las Vegas. And we're going to be above the storm. Turns out we were not above the storm. We kind of went right through the middle. We went right through the middle of the storm. We hit snow um, all the way to the state line from where we are and beyond. We, uh, we've, we've done that leg of the journey. We've made that trip quite a few times through St. George from here. And so we're pretty familiar with it. We have kind of our things that we do on the stop. One of the things that we always do is we walk across the Glen Canyon Dam Bridge. Um, Why do you do that? Couldn't do that. It's just, just fun. So we like park what, and we walk across. Well, part of it is fun. <laughs> Just walking across it, walking across a big tall bridge over a, a pretty deep canyon just to see it and show our kids and the uh, the engineering that it took to build the bridge and just kind of the the parts of the the world that they live in and the things that they can the things that they can be um, um, proud of living in our area. And so we walk over that. We couldn't do it this time. The wind was blowing super, super crazy, and it was super, super cold. We usually stop at the visitor center there at the dam and kind of look and learn and play and see, and we couldn't do that either. It was way too cold with some of the restrictions involved. They were limiting um, people inside. Some areas needed to have reservations only. So we took off and we we kept on going. We said, we'll we'll get to our next spot that we like to stop on on this trip and we'll have a lot of fun. So we sh we got strike one on the first the first little experience that we were going to have. So then we traveled to um, the uh, I just forgot the name of it. Hang on. It'll come back to me. The Coral Pink Sand Dunes, Pink Coral Sand Dunes. Um, it's a state park in southern Utah. 
where just some really pretty sand dunes that are actually pink. And we're like, we're going to stop there and we're going to play there. And as we're driving, we see people stopped on the side of the road and they're wearing snowboard gear and big coats and big boots and snowboard pants. And we're going, this is interesting. And, and, and I mean, we weren't too, we weren't too surprised because there was snow on either side of us. And when we got to the dunes, we saw that they were just covered in snow and people were snowboarding down them and they had to be all bundled up. And again, it was super cold and we're like, oh, this is not okay, guys. So strike two, we turned around, did a little restroom break, turned around and got back on the road headed for Zion National Park. And we're like, oh man, it's kind of been a rough trip weather-wise. We get to Zion National Park, pay the fee to get in, which we're fine to do because it's a beautiful park if you're down in southern Utah or northern Arizona or or even you know visiting from a different place and you need to go through a, a route, um, definitely go through Zion National Park. It's well worth the vehicle entrance fee that you pay because they're... I mean, there's just things that you will never see anywhere else all over the world. So you drive through the park and you and you can stop and you can hike and you can pictures and you can take and you can you can take pictures and you can do all kinds of cool stuff. Again, snow on both sides of the of the park. So we didn't get out. We did see some bighorn sheep. That was pretty awesome. We uh, we drove through um, again. It's, it's just an amazing, an amazing state park to go visit. That one was not a bust. We got to see everything that we would have seen normally. The only thing that we didn't get to do was take a hike that we usually like to do, get the kids out of the car and run around, but way too much snow, way too much slippery and way too much slidey down the rocks and get stuck in a ravine. We uh, drove through there, got to St. George and St. George was pretty, very nice. Again, so much snow. This storm dropped a lot of snow in areas that, that doesn't normally get too much snow. Drove through St. George, had a lot of fun. Um, just driving through. I mean, interstate. It's the first time we got to the interstate on this trip. So we booked it to Las Vegas where we um, stayed a night, did a sleepover um, to kind of break the trip up over into a couple pieces so the kids wouldn't be in the car for uh, 13 hours straight. Stay in Vegas, had fun there, got to see some cool things. Went to the M&M store that's right there on the strip. Went to a teppanyaki for our youngest birthday, which was pretty fun. Um, she enjoyed it a lot. She's four now. And so pretty fun to see her grow up and to see her do all the things that she does. And then uh, stayed the night, woke up, piddled around a little bit, visited some things, walked by the uh, Allegiant uh, football stadium, which is the home of the Las Vegas Raiders, which was pretty cool to see. I really like the design of the stadium. It looks super cool. Looks very small from the outside, but again, perspectives and things probably huge on the inside, um, but it was super cool to see it. And I like where it was located, just kind of like right adjacent to the strip. Um, not very far removed at all. Like I thought it would be kind of on the outskirts or whatever. It's right downtown. It's pretty cool. I have to, we have to get there and go to a football game or something. Cause it's so close. Got to see that showed the kids a couple other things and then, and then um, drove the other four hours to Los Angeles to get to our hotel near the uh, Anaheim resort and had again, just tons of fun there. Um, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, we got there, got there and we were able to go into parts of the park that we were trying to get tickets for, for a new event that they're having called the touch of Disney, but we were able to get there early enough to where we could get in before the park closed. So we got to walk around, eat some food, see the shops, walk into the places and do all the things. 
I uh, had a lot of fun. It was kind of gloomy getting there, though. It was pretty deserted from, from what our usual standards are. We got to the hotel, and there were maybe 15 cars in the parking lot, and nobody nobody was there to greet you. And, you know, the, the sun, and literally the sun wasn't shining. It was cloudy the day that we got there, and it was just kind of gloomy. And, and we, and it was, it was a weird feeling driving into LA or specifically Anaheim on that day. Cause it was, it was just, everything had shut down and, and we were just getting used to all that stuff. So, but overall it was a great trip. Kids had a lot of fun, made a lot of memories, spent the day at Huntington, Huntington beach. That was super, super fun. We enjoyed that a lot. Um, oldest got sunburned, looked like a lobster afterwards. We uh, forgot to sunscreen him up as he was body surfing and, and doing all the stuff that uh, that a 12-year-old does and buried the kids in the sand, collected seashells, uh, took a nap, um, moved our dusted sand out of all of our crevices, um, had to experience public bathrooms and all kinds of stuff that you get to experience there. But it's just super fun. It was a great trip to get out and then... Had to come back early because, again, the weather got, got rained out at the San Diego Zoo, which was kind of a bummer. Super windy when we went down to San Diego. And so we tried taking pictures at some of the different shipyards and the big, I don't know, Steve, if you, when you were guys were in San Diego, the big statue with the shoulder, with the shoulder, not with, shoulder, with the what? Soldier, the soldier uh, kissing the nurse. Uh, the big statue commemorating the uh, V V. It's not V E Day, but it's a uh, victory. Um, when they all came home. In the, yeah, it would have been victory in the Pacific. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't have been V E because that was in Europe. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, it was super fun. Had a lot of fun. Had to come home. Cut the trip short. Our grandma had some health things going on. Plus, the weather kind of stymied us, and so now we're here. So yeah, it's it's been a great spring break, and I'm gl- we we're glad we we're able to get the trip. So that's about it. Did you guys get a chance to go anywhere? Wow. That's a lot that you just uh, dropped on us there, Mike. That's uh, well, you asked. It's the longest you've ever spoken on this podcast. You know, that's actually not the longest I've ever spoken. So cut that out. You know what I say to that? It's what we did. It's what we did. So it was a brutal combo. Pay me my money. (laughs) That's what I say to that. All right. I did a thing and it was fun and we left and then we came back. But I have been playing more Loop Hero, and Loop Hero has been kicking my trash. I might be playing it now. I might have played it through that whole story that you just told me. I might have. It's possible. So I've been playing a lot of Loop Hero, and then that's kind of all I've been doing um, video game-wise, aside from things like Batman Arkham Asylum, because for some reason I have been enjoying playing a Batman game. I think Batman Arkham Asylum came back at, came out in what, 2009? Mike, is that true? Batman Arkham I Asylum. I have no idea. Let's see. Arkham Asylum. Um, release date. When was that? Um, yeah, August 25, 2009. I guess when you have a year, because it's been a little over a year now when everything shut down, that time just kind of stops and it doesn't mean anything anymore. So, yeah. However... We do have a lot of news to jump into, Mike. Are you ready to jump into the news? Do you want to go into the news? Mm-hmm. Because we can go into the news if you want to go into the news. Or if you want to like talk about something else, we can totally talk about something else. But normally, this would be the time where we go into the news. 
So should I do it? Should I push the button? Tell me, Mike. Yes, push the button. What All right, I'm going to push the button. Push the button. All right. I got to talk to you about something. This just in, the new Final Fantasy VII First Soldier and Ever Crisis details were revealed. And this comes over from Game Informer. I pulled a couple things. Like, I don't really, I'm not too interested in talking about the First Soldier BR that they're putting out. I'm just not interested in it, so I won't talk about it. So the thing that I am interested in, though, however, is the Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis details. And this is regarding the mobile experience. So Ever Crisis, uh, Nomura confirms that every chapter will be free to play, but there will be microtransactions in-game for weapons and equipment, which is kind of interesting for a RPG to have microtransactions like that. I, I guess we've had microtransactions in a lot of single-player games, but maybe just saying microtransactions in Final Fantasy just kind of sounds weird. Um, but since Ever Crisis is a single-player experience that is meant to cover the entire Final Fantasy VII timeline, there's a lot of ground to cover, especially from the original version of the game, which means that the story has been compressed in some ways, and he added that the original Final Fantasy VII storyline is summarized in about 10 chapters, and will have the escape from Midgar happen in Chapter 3. Ever Crisis will also have original episodes from Final Fantasy VII, as well as the expansion on the story behind First Soldier. This is the added component of Final Fantasy VII experience while staying true in many ways to the original stories told. And more information about Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, Intergrade, Ever Crisis, and Future Soldier will be coming out in the coming months. Square did a big thing today where we'll talk about some of the announcements um, announcements that they made there. But um, yeah, everyone that's looking forward to Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2, um, we should get some information sometime this year. It'll probably just be to say, hey, it's not coming out this year. We're pushing it. We're still working on it. I don't know if they'll ever finish that game or how that's going to go. Maybe there's only a Part 2 and then that's the end of it. And then they'll be like, we're done. Because I know a lot of people are anticipating the Final Fantasy VII Remake will span a lot of different parts and not just two. So it would be kind of weird if they said, nope, it's just two and then we're done. Um, one of the interesting things also that I wanted to talk about as I write down this timestamp, because timestamps are important, um, except I had to have started my time timestamp machine in order to take good timestamps. So I'm just going to do some mental math right now. Michael, what's the best RTS ever made? Go. Return to sender. RTS, return to sender. Real-time strategy game. Real-time strategy game. The best real-time strategy game to ever play is going to be uh, Donkey Kong. For nope. all of our audio wrong? listeners, I am staring at Michael blankly with a look of skepticism he's, and disappointment giving, all over my face. He's giving me the finger. I don't know, Stephen. What is the best RTS? Of, I don't know. RTS of all time. Someone, some people would say it was StarCraft, Brood War. Some people would say it's some other game. I would say I really like StarCraft 2. And I really like Warcraft 3. But anyway, so there is a new RTS being kickstarted over on kickstarter.com. And the name of this RTS is Immortal-Gates um, of Pyre. 
It is a free-to-play strategy game for PC featuring powerful armies, smooth controls, and godlike spellcasting commanders known as Immortals. I thought this was really interesting because it's been a long time since there's been an RTS that I've been really interested in trying. I still have StarCraft II loaded up on my computer and I play it every now and then. Just, you know, I really like StarCraft II. I think it's fun to play. I wish more people that I played games with had it downloaded so I could do some multiplayer stuff with them. Uh, I did multiplayer stuff with Devin and I totally destroyed him and he didn't like that so he never played again. But this game, um, and this is the blurb from the website, Immortal Gates of Pyre is a strategy game where players lead armies as godlike generals to dominate the battlefield and conquer their rivals across three worlds. These immortals lead their proud armies, civilization to victory with unique troops and powerful spells. If you go over to kickstarter.com and go over to Immortals Gates of Pyre um, project, they have already funded it's been up for, I think this is day number two, and it funded 200% um, yesterday. I kicked in three thirty dollars just so I could get access to the beta to support people making interesting games. I think it looks really cool. It definitely looks very StarCraft II-esque. Some of the units remind me very much of the Protoss, just the way they move. They kind of float around, but I think it's a really cool um, thing to look at if you're interested in any type of RTS. I think you should go check out Immortal Gates of Pyre. Even if you do not support it on the Kickstarter, you can go ahead and play it because it's going to be a free-to-play game. I believe that they said that the um, the microtransactions will be cosmetic um, and you'll be able to buy power in the single-player game, but you will not be able to buy power for multiplayer like it should be. So I thought that was really interesting. And again, that is Immortal Gates of Pyre. Michael, what's going on with Outriders? Outriders is going on. It's coming to Xbox Game Pass on day one. Can you believe it? Starting I... April 1st, not an April Fool's joke, I assure you. Xbox Game Pass for consoles, consoles, for consoles and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members can jump on this true Jenner... Jenner? Wow. <laughs> this true genre hybrid from Square Enix, which combines brutal combat with the deep RPG systems. Outriders is set in the distant future where players attempt to colonize a planet that they believe to be a new home for humanity. Spoiler alert. So Outriders is coming to Game, po- Game Pass. What is I wrong with you? I don't know. It's like my long A's. Outriders is coming to Xbox Game Pass on day one. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool for people that are into Outriders or people that are not really into Outriders. I am not. But hey, you know what? I am already paying for it because I'm paying for Game Pass. So I could pick this up. I could play through it. I cannot feel bad because I didn't spend any money on it. So there you <laughs> go. You may as well check it out, right? There was a bunch of other games that were announced that were coming to Game Pass. Um, should we do these like I'll read one, you read one, I'll read one, you read one? Let's do that. Let's try it. Let's see if it works like that. So we're also going to be getting Undertale, and that's coming to Xbox, to the cloud, to the console, and to PC. Empire of Sin, cloud, console, and PC. Did you say Thin? ID at Xbox on March 18th. Did you say like Thin? Are you still having problems talking? I said Empire of Sin. Is that what you said? And then we got Nier Automata coming to PC March 18th. Star Wars Squadrons console and EA play March 18th. Then we got Torchlight 3, which just recently released on PC. Came out of um, open open access, open beta, early access beta. That's on March 18th. Hey. Hey. Today's March 18th. So Star Wars Squadrons is out 
today. So is Torchlight. So is Empire of Sin. Wow, calendars. Um, did you say Torchlight 3? I did say Torchlight 3. I'm going to say Genesis Noir, which is a funny word to say. Noir. Is it French? Console and PC. ID at Xbox, March 25th. And then we got Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire, Ultimate Edition, coming to PC. I think we already have that on Xbox, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, Octopath Traveler, console and PC, March 25th. This is a game I was actually really surprised that this was coming at all to the Xbox. I thought it would live and die on the PC and on the Switch, but pretty surprising that it's coming over to console and PC because it's a game that I've wanted to play, and now I can just play it because... I will just have it on the twenty fifth on the twenty fifth because of Game Pass. Oh, and then we've got. Um, did I skip a line? Is that what I did? You I did, did but you right. could go if you know where you Superland are. Superland PC for the PC, not Superland PC. Superland for the PC is the thing that's happening. Yakuza Six: The Song of Life, Cloud Console and PC on March twenty fifth, and then Narita Boy. That's also coming to the Cloud Console and PC. Narita Boy, and finally, just to reiterate again, Outriders on April first. Not a joke, supposedly. Do you think it is? But a who joke? knows? Who knows? I mean, that's what people do now, right? Who? I'm going to make a joke on you. Just people in general. Haha, ha, April Fools, and then you're like, oh, but I really wanted to have this thing or do this experience that you set me up to do. But they're like, no, April Fools, and you're like, whatever. Do people do that? It's not like the kid April Fools jokes that are just lies. Hey dad, your head your head's on fire. April Fools. It's not really an April Fools <laughs> your, joke, but your okay. kids do that. Yeah, it's because kids are interesting to have around kids are funny so steve ea play is coming to pc did you know that i actually did know that did you know that xbox says they wanted to thank the uh, pc community for the patience because there has been a lot of games that have or um the ea plays has already been on console and all the pc players have been like waiting for it because we had to deal with the origin launcher and everyone loves the origin launcher but now all that stuff is coming over and there's a lot of games mike there's like more than 60 of ea's biggest titles and best pc games and best pc games they say that like and the best pc games like star wars jedi fallen order which is like a really new game so you're like oh this one's the best what happened to all those other games then we're getting um fifa 20 why not 21? Why not FIFA 20? Who cares about FIFA? A lot of people care about FIFA. I don't care about FIFA. A lot of people care about FIFA. And just a shout out to the U.S. men's national team who won their game against Costa Rica earlier today by a score of 1-0. to zero. They have a tough draw in Group A, though, in which they have to play the Dominican Republic, but more importantly, Mexico on Wednesday. So we'll see if our U.S. men's team can beat them <laughs> I, I think, hope they do i really do i think the uh the mexico team has the coolest name for their stadium the azteca why is that the coolest it's just really cool because anytime you hear it, like when they're like live at the azteca it's like a really cool name for a stadium like what other <laughs> we don't have cool names for stadiums in the states we have things like it's the Billy Johnson Stadium because he Billy no, Johnson gave us a the, lot of all money. All the stadiums in the states are are sponsored. So the Allegiant Superdome, the Lucas Field um, Fieldhouse, the, the Chiquita the, Bananas uh, 
Sports stadium. Authority Stadium at Mile High. So no, Mexico yeah. gets the Azteca, which is pretty cool. Anyway, what were we talking about? Something about soccer. Uh, yeah. FIFA. Oh, Titanfall Two. Plays the yeah, soccer. You should go play Titanfall Two because you're going to have access to it. You probably already have access to it on your Xbox. You just didn't know it. You should play um Titanfall 2 because it's a really good game so a lot of that st- stuff is coming Madden Command and Conquer The Sims you can go play it on PC everyone will have fun that's a lot of crap that we just talked about that is coming to Xbox so mm-hmm. not to leave PlayStation out we should talk about some stuff that's coming to PlayStation so Mike what's coming to should PlayStation should we play? though I mean I don't should see why we talk we about PlayStation we like PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation at PlayStation at home PlayStation play at home 2021 update 10 free games to download this spring. Starting March 25th, you will be able to play. Are you ready? Yes. Abzu. Abzu. Enter Enter the Gungeon. Res Infinite. Subnautica. The Witness. Astrobot. Astro. Astrobot Rescue Mission. Moss. Thumper. Paper Beast. And on April 19th, you'll be able to play... I hope that's a typo. <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition. Just expect all my documents to be littered with typos. Yeah, so this is a pretty cool list of games that everyone who has a PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 will get for free. Um, I think it's really cool that Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition is on here. Um, I don't know if they're getting people ready for Forbidden West. But this is a really cool list of games that all PlayStation players are going to get for free. So congratulations to all of you players, like when you're here, your family. So this is a lot of games that everyone is getting, like, just because whether you're subscribed to Xbox Game Pass and you're getting like all these 60 games from EA over on the PC, or you're getting all these other games coming to Game Pass, Outriders, stuff like that. It almost feels like there is a plethora of uh of things coming at you that there's no possible way you'd be able to get through it all i was driving down the road and like i do because i drive down the road a lot i don't drive up the road i always drive down the road and i'm like it feels like you know when when you were young and you had a couple games you could play just had a couple games one or two games that you'd play because that's you had to rent them or buy them they were expensive and we didn't have like you would just buy a couple of them and those were the games you played because money was tight because you were a kid and your parents weren't going to shell out all this money. Um, so you had one or two games and then all of a sudden you're like, there's just like, there's a ton, there's a crap ton of games now and there's no way that we're going to play them all. So I had, like had, it becomes even more and more important for people to be like, these are the games you should be playing. And like, I always scoffed at rating systems because rating systems are like, yeah, whatever. I'm not sure. It's like, because it's one person's opinion, right? Like, just because you give it a 10 doesn't mean I'll give it a 10. Doesn't mean like, and and ratings are in video games are flawed like that anyway. You really just have to find someone that's reviewing a game that you trust that you like kind of line up with. But yeah, there's a lot of games, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Too many games. There's way too many games to play. How do you pick which games to play? You get analysis paralysis like me, and you just end up playing Loop Hero because the little man walks around in the circle and he does all the gaming for you. I don't even have to really play the game. I just have to sit there and be like, I'm playing this game. But really, am I playing the game? Maybe not. There's a lot of games. That's all I'm saying, Mike. That's what I'm trying to I say. I wish that, and I know that that there's exists kind of like a spinner to help you kind of combat some of that analysis paralysis where you click a button. What should I play next, right? So, so if, you, if you stick to that, right? Because a lot of times you just, 
start spinning. I don't want to play that game. I don't want to play that game. I don't want to play that game. Like if you're going to do the spinner, like do the spinner, play the game that it lands on and see where it takes you. Do you ever do the spinner? I have a couple times. Um, and I, and I actually have tried to, um, force myself to play the game that, that shows up. Um, I've done it twice. I kind of started the game. Remember that one that you were like, Mike, you played this game. Like that came from a spinner. Yeah, I remember um, that game because I wanted because I wanted to try it out, and I'm like, oh, okay. And and really, the only reason I haven't done it is because I haven't been playing anything, right? So I'm in that I'm in that game hole where I I even though we say that there's tons and tons of stuff out there for as as much as there is out there, like I'm not I'm not going to say what I was going to say. But because there is tons of stuff out there. So get out, cut out the time. If you're going to play it, play it, right? And so I don't go know, out and do. It's it's tough. Like when you get in the game hole and it's like you, you could sit down and you can look through the whole list of games because I have like a ton of games. But I'm like, I don't want to play any of this. But um, Loop Hero got me out of the game hole. So I am now in the Loop Hero hole um, doing that. But also, like I hate spinners. I'll never use a spinner because you're like... You know when you randomize something on your playlist and you're like, I'll just hit random. And you're like, nope, not this song. Nope, not this song. No. And you just like land on the song you've listened to already four times that day. And you're like, yeah, I'll just do this one. We're just like creatures of habit. We like what we like and we go back to what we like. And we just kind of have to wait until we, oh, the spinner landed on the exact game that I actually wanted to play. So I do not like the spinners. So um, one of the interesting things that happened today is that sony revealed the look of their next gen playstation vr controller for the playstation 5 and i know this is a little difficult to show on a audio podcast so we encourage everyone to go um look up um Phaedrin. thanks for hanging out with us in the chat how are you doing the controllers for the vr are interesting looking um sony is saying that they're going to revolutionize the way we use controllers it, the controller looks like it actually looks like if, if it was the handle of um shoot I just forgot her name it's gonna come to me Rosario Dawson plays her Ahsoka Tano Ahsoka Tano has two lightsabers that are curved if you took her lightsabers and put a giant circle on them for some reason over the guard then it would kind of look like that I um, wonder Steve just kind of speculating I wonder if like the guards are sensor type to actually, I wonder if they're really trying to fine tune hand movements and things. Cause that's really the next iteration, right? Something like a glove or something like this. If it's a sensor to kind of figure out where your thumb is in relationship to your hand, how your fingers are like looking at this controller. It, it doesn't, it's not like, Whoa, that's way different from what we have. I mean, Oculus has the big thumb, the thumb ring guard on it. This makes sense. The thing that I, the, the big thing for me that I don't like about this, just looking at this picture right off, is it, is it, it only has a wrist strap to keep it from falling off of your hand. That's like the, that's like the big thing for me. Cause I've dropped mine a couple times. Um, even, even with the wrist guard and you swing and you let go, that becomes a projectile in and of itself. And you're kind of like swinging around a mace. And so, that that's my big thing. Like, like if anybody's listening who has any say over this, 
make it secure to my hand a little bit better than uh, a wrist strap. You play That's video all. games weird. So you're like, you want something that you put your fingers into and then wrap around the controller so that if you were to let go, the thing would still stay inside of your palm, right? Well, and it, like well but it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be hard, Steve, to take, to take a strap from right down here at the bottom of your hand and have it go, again, touching your hand across the outer excuse me, across the outer part of your palm. So like right here, right. And, mm -hmm. and you can get, you can get attachments to the, uh, you can get over molded grip covers for the, uh, for the Oculus grips that have that strap. But like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I get kind of upset that like phone companies don't build the case around the phone. Like, like you, you design this really cool phone, but everybody who buys it puts it in a case anyway. So phone companies build the case around the phone. Just make it durable, isn't right? That, like, isn't like that it's what cool to be the enclosure. No, it, is? it's it's cool to be made out of glass and like it's super slick and and super yeah, that's super cool. But everybody puts it in a big old OtterBox case anyway. So cut out the middleman. Don't you think that people build, would build the phone around the case? Don't you think people would just put the bigger phone inside of a case? Not if not if it's marketed that way. Not if it's like, hey guys, you don't have to go out and buy a case. We've already put we've already put the rubber bumper in it and it's got the hard plastic shell around it. Like we like like right. we know that you're gonna throw this in a case anyway. We've just kind of helped you out. So I disagree. Here you go. People would still buy a case and put that phone inside of a case because of resale value. And people might, and people might, yeah, resale value of a phone is, I mean, that's worse than it's resale still value something. of a car. Phaedron, Phaedron in the chat says, what are you guys going to talk about without WandaVision? Oh, Disney Plus will provide, Phaedron. They will provide. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the Sony thing. You want to talk about some Halo? I know we all want to talk about some Halo before we move on. So, Mike, what's up with Halo? Steve... I'm going to talk to you about Halo, and you might get upset about this, but you might not. I'm not sure. I don't really know where you lie on Halo. But Halo Infinite will not feature the iconic dual-wield mechanic or playable elites. I'll tell you where I lie so no, on this. So no, dual, so no dual wielding. I know you like to dual wield. Everybody likes to dual wield. If you can, you can. You should, but you can't do it. I actually don't mind this. I mean, dual wielding hasn't been a thing in a while in the Halo games. Like, it was cool in Halo 2 when you're like, whoa, it's Halo 2, and I've got a Needler and a plasma thing. No one likes the Needler. I like the Needler. I think the Needler is a fantastic weapon. But um, My least favorite, if anybody cared, which I know they're not. Is the what? The Needler, my least favorite. Why is that you your were least talking favorite? About it's just stupid looking. Hey, yes. look, here's an alien gun. Let's make it look really alien. Because, of course, aliens make things stupid. Like, like, why can't we give a the aliens some love? Like, like they can make a good product. No, we just got to stereotype them as like, oh, you're going to make something weird. Whatever. Phaedrin, Carry on, Steve. Phaedrin just leave me chat here. says, Mike, on. I care. So, Phaedrin cares <laughs> about your weird opinion on... Um, designing he alien doesn't he weapons. just he's just saying that he probably is just saying that he probably really doesn't care 
But thanks for supporting the show, Phaedron. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah, and elites aren't going to be playable. Elites being playable was really cool in Halo 3 for the multiplayer. You could, they kind of had a larger hit box, so no one really played them. No, what was it? You could like hide them because their heads were lower, so you could like kind of hide your head or something like that. Anyway, they're not going to be playable, so I don't know if just you're not going to be able to play as the Arbiter. I'm going to guess if you're going to do some Halo Infinite multiplayer you're just going to be another spartan and it's probably going to be like a spartan 9 or something or maybe you're going to be more spartan 2s there's not that many spartan 2s left in the halo universe so i'm not sure how many people are going to be that but it'll be interesting anyway once we get there um yeah faden says bigger hitboxes smaller headshots faden playing lots of halo in his day so that's been your Halo Infinite update. The, the team has actually been putting out a lot of information on their blogs. Like they're so big that you like look at them. You're like, I don't know if I can read through this um, because there's just so much information talking about their design philosophy, what they're doing, what they're working on. They're showing off a lot of their armors. I'm kind of at this point where I'm like, just like, I just want to play the game. Like I could read all this stuff and get super excited and then be disappointed. Or I could just play the game and have fun with the game when I get it on Game Pass on PC because I'm just going to get it anyway. So I'm excited for Halo Infinite because it's going to be coming sometime this year, I hope. Or they could delay it if they need more time. That's cool too. I mean, we just bought Bethesda. So Microsoft can be like, no, we're just going to hold on to this. We're going to work on it a little bit more. And what are we going to say? We're not going to pay for Game Pass? No. We just got like 40 games from Bethesda and Game Pass because of everything that happened. So anyway, take your time, make a good game. That's all I'm saying. Speaking of good games, Michael, and taking your time, there's something else I want to talk to you about. And this is something that dropped today during Square's little dilly that they did on the internet. So we know that back at the PlayStation Reveal PS5 event, they showed off a game called Project Athea, which was a working title for a game that they were showing off. This comes from the creators, the team that did um, Final Fantasy XV. And we got our first look at gameplay for a game called Forspoken. And this was Project Athea. The game is now called Forspoken. And we got a look at our main character in a world where she's like, oh no, there's a mother effing dragon up there. And she's like, you have to hide. So a voice told her to hide. Um, the game looked really interesting. There wasn't a lot shown. We did get to see a couple enemies that are character fights. Now, if you are a player of Final Fantasy 15, if you have played Final Fantasy 15, the movement looks very similar to the way that the characters would kind of zip around the battlefield um, in Final Fantasy 15. So that is very much at play here. We see our character with sig signature tennis shoes zipping around the battlefield, um, zipping around the environment. I think for some reason, shoes and clothing are going to play a big role in this game is kind of the um, vibe I'm getting from Forspoken. Um, our character is talking to someone who I believe is probably... The main character we see has this big um, gold um, bracelet all over her on her right arm. And I think whatever voice we're hearing is probably coming from this thing. That's the vibe I got from the little tiny teaser. That could, of course, change. I think Forspoken looks interesting. I am excited to learn more about it, to see what it is. It definitely has a Final Fantasy vibe to it with the uh, monsters that you encounter. It definitely feel it all. I also, in the old Project Athia trailer, you saw a wolf 
and a dragon. It looked like they were incomplete, but they were glowing from the inside. Phaedrin comments on her cloak. Her cloak and her clothes do, did look very cool, looked very interesting. Um, but these creatures look like they're not fully formed all the way. In the new gameplay trailer that we saw, there was kind of like some 3D effects like that were kind of like building something, like they were building the creatures. It had a very like Westworld vibe. You know, the beginning of Westworld when they're like doing the 3D printing of the people's bodies or whatever. Kind of felt like that mm -hmm. to me. I definitely want to see more. There was not, it was a very short trailer, but I, it definitely has my attention. I'm excited to see what this is because, you know, it's like, I'm a sucker for the Final Fantasy games, for most of them anyway. So I'm excited to see more. I was really surprised that they didn't announce anything for Final Fantasy VII coming to PC um, next month because the one-year exclusivity for PlayStation should be up sometime next month. So I don't know if they're just not allowed to say anything until it actually happens or even if they're like someone dropped a tease saying, hey, this is coming to Steam on this date, but... Hopefully, we'll get some more Final Fantasy next month on the PC. Sorry, Xbox. Oh, and Pro and Forspoken at the end, it says it is coming to PlayStation 5 and PC. I am hoping that that is at the same time and we don't have to deal with this whole PlayStation gets an exclusive for an entire year. Just kind of sick of that crap. I really don't like it. Um, so, Phaedron in the chat says he thinks that they can't say it either. So, we're just having to wait. Because I want to play some Final Fantasy 7 on my pc so that is what we're doing there so mike i think that's all the news that's a lot of news man that we have just covered we did go through a lot of stuff that is we we have not gone through that much in the last few weeks so we're glad that we're glad that there's at least something to talk about right there's some stuff coming games coming fun stuff there's games coming, and there's already a ton of games that we can all go out and play if you subscribe to a bunch of different services or if you own some certain consoles. So there's like stuff everywhere for you to play no matter what. You can dig through that backlog because for right now, like there's not going to be a lot of stuff for the near future. So yeah, that's some stuff. So normally, this would be the time where we jump in and talk about the latest episode of WandaVision. But now, since WandaVision is over, I think tomorrow launches episode number one of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is something that you we're You think tomorrow? Excited. Like you're unsure if it drops tomorrow? I, I'm pretty sure it does drop tomorrow on March 19th. I've learned in my life that I should never be 100% sure about anything because things could always change. Things can change. So that's what I learned. And they do change. And that's the, what you have to think about is things change. So, Mike, how are you feeling about Falcon and Winter Soldier coming out? Um, I should have I should have prepared a Falcon Winter Soldier thing, but I've been staying dark on everything. So, like, hey, I haven't even looked at any of the trailers or anything that's happening, just to prepare for um, tomorrow. Which is which is probably safe. I I hope I hope that it doesn't um, take a page out of WandaVision's book. Um, I hope it's good. I hope it's um, done well and written well, just like everything you want it to be good and you want it to be successful. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, I, th I think it's I think it's going to be what it is. That's a pretty good take. Yeah. I'm 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 not I'm not building up for it. Um, because I don't want to be disappointed. 
Um, but but I do like the characters. I do like what's going on. I, I've, I've liked their stories in the previous movies, and I hope that they are going to get story developed, and I hope it's going to be good. And I want it to be good, and I think it's going to be good because I do enjoy Anthony Mackie. I enjoy Sebastian Stan, um, and I hope their adventures are adventures that I want to be a part of. Phaedron in the chat says, wait, was WandaVision bad? Question mark. WandaVision was not bad, no. WandaVision did some really interesting things in the beginning that kind of gave you, if you are a fan of Lost, it definitely had some Lost vibes to it because it was like this, there was something happening in the background that you were trying to figure out. You were trying to piece together. You were very active as a viewer of WandaVision and that kind of sucks you in. Um, I liked WandaVision overall. There was I did have some pretty big issues with some of the um, parts of it. Um, apparently, there was a lot of issues that COVID caused um, that we all know that kind of affected the way things developed, the way storylines ended up. Um, but no, WandaVision wasn't bad. I think WandaVision was one of the more interesting things that has, has happened in the MCU. WandaVision helped make ultimate Age of Ultron a little better, just diving into the story of Wanda and Pietro. Um, so yeah, so something, it, it couldn't be bad if it made a terrible movie just a tiny bit better, right? Um, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen did an amazing job as the leads of that show. There's a lot of interesting secondary characters that are in there also. So no, WandaVision wasn't bad. It did do this thing to where it's like, okay, do we want another show where we have to look at every single thing and wonder if, um, you know, it's a call to something? Are we missing something if we're not diving deep into all of the dialogue or if we're looking at every single clue in the background? Um, I don't think Winter Soldier is going to be that or Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be that. I don't know exactly what it's going to be. Because again, I've gone pretty dark on it. The only thing I have seen is like one little teaser that we saw at a hotel um, with Anthony Mackie throwing the shield at a tree. So that's really the only thing that, that I have seen. So I don't know what to expect. We know that Sam had the shield, the, the title of Captain America has been passed from Steve to Sam at the end of Endgame. Um, I imagine he'll kind of have to fill those shoes and whether he feels adequate to fill those shoes, whether he wants to fill those shoes differently, that'll play into it. I know um, some people were speculating like, oh, Bucky is going to want to be the Captain America. Like, I don't I don't know why people have been like spreading that around. Like, I don't think um, Bucky would ever want to be um, Captain America, just because of the things that he's done in his past. I think Bucky is probably just trying to move on from his past and move into the future. And being in the spotlight as, as Captain America seems like it would do the opposite of that. I think he was probably perfectly fine just hanging out in Wakanda until Thanos showed up and kind of just, you know, helping out and living under the radar there. So I don't know exactly how things are going to shake out. But as we do like speculation and things that I do want the show to do, because this, so WandaVision was nine episodes. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is only going to be six. So it's going to run from tomorrow, March 19th to April 23rd. And then after that, there is a break for May. And then Loki comes out June 11th. 
I don't know exactly what's coming out in May that there would be a break in May. I don't think there's any movies slated for it unless it's possible that Black Widow comes out in May. Let's see. Um, Marvel May 2021. Let's see. Let's get in here and figure out what is happening um, for Disney+. Plus. Disney. I think it's Black Widow. Okay, so May 7th, Black Widow releases on Disney+. Plus. I don't know if this is going to be one of those you can rent it or you can buy it. But um, after Falcon and Winter Soldier, we're going to get Black Widow, which goes back in time. So I don't know how much of this will actually come into play for the future of the MCU, unless there's a lot of secondary characters that we will now know of that will show up later in other things. But yeah, I am excited for some action. I hope we don't end up fighting a nameless villain or an army of just robots or sock puppets. If it was an army of sock puppets, that would be really weird. But um, yeah, a lot of people um, have been pointing toward... A lot of people got some screeners and there actually are some reviews for Falcon and Winter Soldier up on Rotten Tomatoes now and it is doing very well. I guess the score is really high. I really like Anthony Mackie as a character, um, as an actor. He's been in a lot of things on Netflix recently that I thought he was really good in. Um, he was in season two of Altered Carbon, which was interesting. Um, I think he did the best he could with that role. I don't think the role was like, I don't think the story in season two of Altered Carbon was all that interesting, but I think he did a great job with it. So if we head over to IMDb, there's a movie that I need to remember with Anthony Mackie that I want to recommend. Not Anthony Hopkins. That is a different thing because he's been doing a bunch of this stuff for um, Netflix. Okay, so the movie is called, let's see, he was in the Adjustment Bureau. He's in a lot of things that I haven't seen. Okay, the it is called, I don't even, let's see. This is great radio as I look this thing up. It really is. Like, just just go with it. Outside the banker. I don't think it was the banker. Was it called the banker? Nope, not the banker. It's a movie I haven't even seen. The banker has Sam Jackson in it, and I haven't seen it. I thought I saw everything with Sam Jackson. All right, why is this not? I'm going to find it. No, I'm not going to find it. I don't even care anymore. Let's call it. I apologize. It. Thank you so much. All right. The movie is called Point Blank. It came out in 2019 with Anthony Mackie. He is an ER nurse and a career criminal and forced into an unlikely partnership and taking down a ring of corrupt cops, threatening the lives of both their families. So that was a good role that Anthony Mackie was in recently that you can go check out on Netflix. And it also has um, Frank Grillo, who is, um, shoot, he's Skull and Bones. Brock Rumlow, who was... No, it's not Skull and Bones. What's the name of his character? Crossbones. Crossbones. Thank Crossbones. You. Yeah. So he's been acting in a bunch of stuff. So that's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And we'll get into that. Mike, I just spoiled the whole thing while you were gone. We just did a review. and we You spoiled it all? I spoiled it all. I just watched it, spoiled everything, just broke it oh, down. Oh, man. All right. So that's what we will be diving into in the future. 
um, of the episodes. We'll talk about a lot of the video game news, and we'll just do another deep dive into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Talk about everything, breaking down dialogue, getting fun little clips, and just kind of diving into the show in depth. The most in-depth deep dive of Falcon and the Winter Soldier on the internet that you will ever find. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I apologize that I had to duck out. Sometimes sometimes things happen at home that you have to take care of. It's kind of one of the pleasures of being able to record this at home. Sometimes you have to jump out. So I do so, apologize. Sometimes kids just need the people's elbow. Sometimes. Sometimes. But yeah, I'm excited for Winter Soldier. I want to be I want to be excited for it. So You don't have to want. I mean, you can choose to be. I want to be I want to. That's what I said. I want to be. You want I'm to be excited, excited for but it. you're not excited. It's going to be good. Oh, there you go. You made it'll be good. It really will be good. It'll be good. It'll good? be great. So What if it's not? If it's not, then you know, we you probably talked about it already. It'll go it'll go the way of uh Winter Soldier, not Winter Soldier. It'll go the way of WandaVision cuz sometimes things are good and then they're not and you're like, "Oh." Now, so. WandaVision wasn't bad. It wasn't. It f- I think and and we talked about this. It fell off at the end. Wasn't what we thought it should have been, but it is what it is. It is what it is. All right. That has been episode 164 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. Thank you for joining us today on this. What is today? On a Thursday, on a day that we don't normally record. So, and we, and now we know why we don't normally normally record on Thursdays. <laughs> so. Right. We don't normally do it and we, we shouldn't. So we won't. Maybe we should. We won't. So there. It's whatever. So, oh, whatever. just forget so, it. So, so just forget it. Sorry. Sorry. Hey, did you drive hey, through a what? snowstorm? I did. I drove, I drove through multiple snowstorms. But luckily, I'm the guy that can drive through the things and come out okay. Because a lot of people can't. And a lot of people don't know how to drive in snowstorms. Or even when it's raining. Or so. But hey, we get a lot of practice doing that out here. And, you know, so that's what we did. So, all right. Episode 164. Thanks. See you later. Go make the world a better place. Phaedrin hidden with that prime sub. Thanks, Phaedrin. We appreciate you. We really do. They've subscribed for seven months. That's a really long time. Phaedrin. That is a long time. Congratulations on being the best. And we'll see you all later. Let's end it on a note. And that's a note. We'll end it on the sub note. And I'm going to hit a button. Human after all. I'm only human after all. Don't put your blame on me. Don't put your blame on me. Thank you for listening to the Freelancer Codex. I thought I deleted it. Really brought did. to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Follow us at Freelancer Codex on Twitter or I didn't Twitch. Pick it on purpose. Send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com or voice messages to anchor.fm slash freelancercodex slash message. We wish to thank all of our Patreons. We are grateful for you all. It's true.